Well, good morning, guys. Welcome to another edition of Jack of All, the podcast where we are all pulling inspiration from different things, Jack of All Trades, King of None, and looking at a whole bunch of different aspects of life and just trying to learn from everything that we come in contact with. Every experience we have throughout the day, we are able to pull something from everyone. Learn something from every conversation, learn something from every victory, learn something from every failure. And so this is just hopefully beginning to open our eyes to look for truth and all the things we experience. So movies, man, you can you can learn so much. Uh, concerts you can learn, especially business experience. So anyway, just opening our minds to that. And I was thinking when I was young, so sports has always been a huge part of my life. Uh, I've always gone kind of from sport to sport to sport, just season to season. That was my life. And I loved it. I loved it. And sports, I think are important. Uh, You learn so much from sports. I've always said sports are a microcosm of life. You have victory and defeat. You have inspiration and motivation. Um, You learn how to connect differently with different motivational styles. You learn how to um, critique. What's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, I guess critique or to coach different people. So um, sports is always a part of my life and I think actually developed me into... Uh, whatever I am socially and have kind of this coaching mentality because I spent so much time around it. But I remember when I was young, I was at this basketball camp. And basketball camps were the best. Uh, You went there for about a week. You were there for way too long uh, and were just exhausted by the end. But uh, a whole bunch of us were at this one particular basketball camp and we'd have different sessions throughout the day. So uh, because little junior high boys have no attention span whatsoever. We'd have a morning session, then you'd have like a snack, then another session, then lunch, then another session, then some sort of competition, whatever. So this, we, this particular day for lunch, we broke for 30 minutes. We got our little sack lunches and we were in this room And they just threw on a show. Hey, here's a fun show to watch during lunch. And then we'll go back out there and win one for the Gipper. So they decide to throw up uh, or throw on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That's fun. Let's just throw on a little Fresh Prince, man. Get some laughs. And they go back out there and drain threes. So they put on Fresh Prince. And it just happens to be the Fresh Prince episode, if you've ever seen... This one where uh, Will Smith's dad comes back. And it is the most heart-wrenching episode of maybe TV period ever. So the dad comes back and is is in his life again. And so Will Smith is just, uh, he's geared everything back to, oh my gosh, my dad's back. I'm reconnecting with my dad, and then the dad decides to bail again. And there's the scene at the end where uh, Will Smith is like, there's nothing he's taught me about life. I don't need him. I learned how to do this without him. I learned how to do this without him. I'm going to be fine without him. And he starts to like tear up, and then he just goes over to his uncle's 
and like wraps himself in his arms and he's like, why don't he want me, man? Why don't he want me? And everybody in the basketball camp is bawling. <laughs> like not a few wet eyes. We're talking can't catch our breaths. We are just <laughs> sobbing all over each other. And the guys leading the basketball camp are like, okay, everybody back out on the floor. <laughs> so now we go back to do three hours of post moves while we're just wiping tears off of each other. <laughs> Worst timing ever. Oh, man. Anyway, I bring that up because I saw in the news today, speaking of Fresh Prince, that Carlton, if you've ever seen Fresh Prince, played by Alfonso Ribeiro, uh, good old Alfonso is suing the Fortnite creators and uh, the 2K games, like NBA 2K, over the use of the Carlton dance. Uh, they are, some of the avatars have got the, the Carlton dance programmed. If you know what the Carlton dance is, it's, it's pretty widely known. And very, like, it's obviously the Carlton dance. So, they've made the dance a part of the game that you can either unlock or activate for your characters. And and so now he, Carlton's saying, that's my dance. Like, you can't just take my dance. And so he's suing them for a ton of money over that. First of all, before we get into whether this is right or not, my boy can dance. Uh, Alfonso Ribeiro, the guy who plays Carlton, not just like a funny Carlton dance, the dude can dance. There are a few episodes in Fresh Prince where he gets down, but if you've never seen this, YouTube, uh, his commercial, I think it's probably like mid-80s, maybe, maybe later 80s, no, mid-80s, um, he has a commercial with Michael Jackson for Coca-Cola, and he's like 10 years old, and he dances in it. And he's just like, at 10 years old, he was ridiculous. Moonwalking all over the place. Phenomenal. So the dude can dance. Um, And so now, anyway, one of his dance moves just caught fire. It's kind of become known as this nerdy, nerdy dance. And so here's my question. Of course they got it from him. it's, It's not even a question. But the question is, why Sue? You know, like I'm, I'm wondering if he's truly upset, if that even makes sense to be upset, or if he's just kind of capitalizing on a situation to make money. Because I don't know why he would be upset. Maybe it's trademarked. Maybe he's got the dance trademarked. And look, I'm not saying that obviously Fortnite and that the 2K guys, I don't know much about the whole situation. They're probably the bad guys in this. I'm not defending them in the least. My question is just kind of why Sue? I think if I was Alfonso Ribeiro, man, it would be so awesome. Like I'd have this sense of accomplishment to have influenced culture the way that the Carlton dance has. You can't go a week without randomly seen the Carlton dance and something, right? Somebody just doing it or it being referenced in culture. How great is that? You know, but don't, I don't know. Once you view it as your dance, right? As this is my thing. Don't you touch that. This is my thing. Uh, then it just gets to a weird mental place. 
I feel like you should just be content that you're adding value and influence to American culture. How crazy. What a privilege. That's an honor to say that I have influenced American culture. Um, but I don't know. We just hear these voices. We have this these people telling us to capitalize on the situation, to monetize the situation, right? And that just that signifies this ownership. This is mine. Don't you touch that. Um, but even that move that he came up with, everything that we've done in our lives, that we have or that that we have kind of contributed, all of it has probably been given to us or at the very least heavily influenced by somebody before us. Even the most innovative people throughout history, think of Michael Jackson and the, and the moonwalk. You know, he was influenced so much by James Brown. James Brown before, uh, I think he referenced Elvis before him. Like there's, there are people who have influenced you and what we do is not just grab something and hoard it and monetize it and capitalize it for our own personal gain. It's this view of the macro benefiting. It's what can we add to what people have set up before us to continue this betterment and growth of not just the human race, but of culture and society. And when we start viewing things as our stuff and don't use it because it's mine, I don't know. Not only are we robbing others the chance to kind of put their unique spin on something, right? To hand it to the next generation and say, here's how far I took it, but you can take it even further. Not only are we not doing that, but we're robbing ourselves of the joy of giving a really cool part of us and to be a part of something. So instead of the buck stops with me and this is where the the Carlton dance stops, who knows, man? Who knows if that could be a part of the next coolest thing and a way to take your little mark of history and it to be uh, kind of catalyzing a new wave of who knows, right? Who knows of the way that that could influence the next generation. So, yeah. Anyway, I know that this is a little rose-colored because... When you talk about, hey, don't take my thing, or adding to the, the next generation, that sounds great when you're talking about like a funny joke <laughs> passed down through generations, or, I don't know, your grandma's meatloaf recipe or something. And there's probably very foul play that happens in the corporate world, and it's like, yeah, you can't just offer your unique ideas and then somebody takes it and capitalizes on it. I get it. So they're... There's that reality. Um, I just think that other people's greed (laughs) and other people's misplaced values that there undoubtedly are shouldn't rob us of the joy of being a part of and contributing to the betterment of humanity. That is a, a beautiful opportunity that we have that we get to take advantage of. So, I don't know. That's just a perspective the perspective of being a part of something adds a lot of joy to life. And when we start to get into penny pinching and self-preservation, man, it's hard to turn that mentality off. It really is. And part of this is preaching to myself because I'm having a season where a lot of startup stuff and I'm a little nervous about finances, really. And you start to think, you know, hoard this, don't let them touch this or take advantage of this and 
Yes, there is a necessary part of providing for your family. But dang it, guys. God will provide, you know? It's not a bumper sticker. God will provide. Yes, be good at business. Yes, be excellent. Yes, even take advantage of opportunities. But always look to love, man. Always look to better yourself and the people around you. God is not going to say, bro, you were too busy loving me and loving other people. (laughs) You should have been undercutting people to make money. He's not going to say that because that's not success to him. He will provide. God will provide. And even if you don't become the wealthiest person in the world, the state of your heart is far more important than the state of your bank account. It's bottom line. It is. It comes down to what we talked about before. We said fight for the right things. And I got to think about that. I have to reprioritize myself in that for this next season. Maybe you have some business decisions coming up. I know I do. And I've got to continually ask God, now what does love require of me today? In this decision, in this decision right here, what does love require of me? In this relationship, what does love require of me? And that's a great question just to kind of, I don't know, refocus you on what is important. Speaking of what does love require of me in a relationship, check this out. I've started working out with my wife. Yep. Going to the gym, the old YMCA with the wifey. Because here's how it came about. Kristen says, Kristen would say, hey, you know, for me to feel connected in this relationship, this is my girl voice, uh, for me to feel connected in this relationship, I need us to be in conversation together. You know, I need us to be talking about life. I need us to be connecting emotionally. And I'd say, that's fair, right? Fair enough. That's good. For me, I feel connected when we are doing things physically together. And she said, oh, you mean working out together? I was like, what? Uh, no, actually, I meant she great. Let's work out together. <laughs> How can I put this? When we are physically connecting. Good, working out. Totally, exactly what I meant. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Actually, that is kind of what I meant. Um, Because I like doing physical things. I like adventure. I like hiking. I, I need to be active. So for me to be connected to Kristen, I want to be active together. I want us to be like an active family. That matters to me. That's, that's kind of how I get revitalized and Though, to be totally honest, I probably prefer working out by myself. Um, Going to the gym with her yesterday was great, man. It was. It was good. Uh, We'd never done that before, and there are some things to navigate. (laughs) Okay, it gets a little dicey, for sure. Uh, I'm like, alright baby, uh, do you want to lift legs? What, do you think I need to lift legs? Huh? No, 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 no. What? No. Uh, okay, how about how about arms? My arms are bad too. My no. Oh boy, this is gonna, this is gonna take some uh, some eggshells being broken, but we're figuring it out. So now we just have a set schedule of what we work out because there's nothing worse than being sore and having to sleep on the couch. So I'm going to make sure I'm steering clear. I'm just going to ask her, what what do you what would you like to work on? Or maybe I'd flip it on myself. Kristen, what do, what do you think I need to work on? <laughs> I don't know. This is only the beginning. 
So I'm sure I'll have a weekly update with how it's going, as well as some do's and don'ts of working out with your spouse. So stay tuned. All right, been going enough today. I uh, hope you guys have an awesome day. And this this kind of episode actually helped reprioritize me. So ask yourself the important questions today of um, what does love require of me? What does love require of me? And whatever decisions you have coming up. So thanks for joining today, and we'll try again next time.